Welcome back to the Better Together podcast with Faith and OD. We have taken uh, quite the break since April. There's been a lot going on since then. Took our COVID break. Yeah, yeah right, COVID break. <laughs> oh, that's it. We're done. I'm out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so, yeah, all the COVID stuff has happened. Um, a lot of, of course, in the news and media right now, a lot with the um, race issues. And so I had to jump on that bandwagon since we're obviously an interracial couple to talk about that a little bit. He did not know until like 30 seconds ago that we were doing this. So, Well, I knew we were doing the show. The I just, show. Yeah, not the I interracial the part. To- I didn't know the topic. <laughs> so, um, so I guess just I'm going to have a few questions and we kind of start conversation about how we deal with it and our experiences with it. Because I know everyone's different because we all come from different backgrounds and things like that. But um, what has been your experience with interracial relationships in the past? Have you always dated outside of the black community? Have is, Has it been more recent? Uh, so I didn't really start until like probably a little bit after my divorce. I divorced in 2014. I asked, yeah, technically I was separated. So um, as far as in like being official, it was probably that pr- next year, 2015. So up until then, I pretty much predominantly dated just black women. Um, I may have slept with other races, but I didn't, you know, really date and go out but with black women. So um, my experience hasn't been too bad. Uh, you know, you expect certain things. You expect people to judge. Um, you're the first uh, white woman that I've dated that had never been with another black guy before. So... Um, the other previous girls I dated, you know, they had been probably interracial dating since high school and things like that. Like they had kids by black guys and things like that. So, so it changes our dynamic a little bit. It changes a lot. It's a whole different dynamic in my opinion. Was it just a proximity thing or what made you decide to open up to more? I do remember, I I do remember as a kid, um, it been a little bit taboo, um, in the 90s, late 90s, mid, late 90s, early 2000s. I do remember it just being a situation that it was just taboo. Uh, I never saw myself doing that. I think maybe it was peer pressure. Um, Actually, my stepsister told me this years ago, probably like when I was like 14, that she saw me with a white woman long term. Really? Yeah, yeah. And um, crazy part was like, I never did not, I never... You know, I guess you could see that my interest would be in other races and stuff like that. So I wouldn't want to say I was just forced to be with a black woman because, you know, peer pressure. Just I never would have thought of it, you know, for being a long term thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I remember it being just taboo as a kid. And, you know, I guess once I got my divorce, I was about 27, 28 years old. I was just like, yeah, I try, you know, talking to anybody. And here we are. (laughs) Like you said, this isn't my first, like, real interracial relationship. Um, I tried a couple first dates. It just never progressed past that, just purely based on personality. Um, I don't think I ever dated really outside of, I mean, a couple Hispanic men, but really outside of white men just because of proximity for the most part. That's just what I grew up around. Um, It was definitely taboo, especially my family growing up. They always joked with the girls about, oh, don't be bringing home a black boy. 
Course, we actually got they will that deny too. that now, but <laughs> we got that too in the reverse. Uh, normally, the black moms were like, um, "Don't be bringing a white girl to my house." Now, my mom wasn't like that, but I heard it from other moms. Yeah, so yeah, it's been. Uh, I don't know, it's definitely been a learning learning curve. I think it's, for both of us, it's not. It's not as bad for me. I think more or less getting to understand your full like. Like your experience, cause you just like with with the previous white girls I dated, they understood a little bit more about the plight or you know my life or whatever. Just understand the black culture a little bit more, and a lot of stuff is just like you just didn't even know about. Like it's not necessarily that you didn't care; you just didn't know about stuff. I really appreciated your patience with that too, cause I know you thought for a I while was confused I was being smart at first. Yeah, I thought you were being smart. And I'm like, wait, she generally no, just doesn't know. know this side of the tracks. Yeah. And that's that's fair. I mean, I, it's actually I've taken it and turned it around. It's like enjoy showing you movies that's like big in a black culture or telling you things and explain. I actually enjoy it now. All right. So how have your friends and family reacted to you interracial dating or even acquaintances? Cause I know you've had more mixed opinions from people outside of your your circle. I would say in the early years, for sure, like people were kind of was like, well, you know, what I mean, just. My mom, again, the thing about it is my mom, you know, who's pretty much been in my life, you know, who's my main focus, one of my main focus in my life. Me and my dad's relationship has just really got better the last few years. But uh, my mom was always very um, objective. She's very open and uh, diverse. That probably has something to do with the fact that she's worked at hospital for as long as I can remember. So she's around a whole bunch of different people anyway. So... Uh, she never had issues. Uh, she had met, you know, every pretty much, you know, few people, you know, that I was dating or something like that. And she, she didn't, the color didn't matter. Um, nothing. I mean, it, it just didn't bother her. It just it really just didn't bother her and other people. I've had snarky remarks from some friends and stuff like that. I do have one close friend who's, uh, he's got mixed kids, AG, um, you know, so his, his kids, so for me and him, we relate, you know, because just because he has a whole, you know, all his kids are mixed with something, not just fully black. So, you know, um, I feel like I'm leaving something out. That's <laughs> just how people have reacted to. Yeah, no, I mean, as things, as things progress and I get older, it's not a, it's no, nobody can say nothing that's like gonna offend me. I, I mean, if people know I'll cut them off and they can't be around me, if if they judging you off because you white, you know, I, that I don't need that level of energy in my life anyway. I was kind of surprised, I don't know, positively and negatively, I guess, with my I guess my people I don't like that word but like my family and the people around me especially outside of the city um with their reactions I thought my family would be more judgmental yeah you said in the beginning like really thought they would be super judgmental and they've been I mean they love you I mean how could they not you're amazing (laughs) but I thought there would be more I think they're a little timid about it because it is new I'm the first person in my family that I know of at least brothers and sisters and mom and dad who have been an interracial relationship so i think they're afraid of saying or doing something to offend you but uh i'm real thick skin so yeah. you know they they your your family is actually uh amazing you know they they accepted me 
Um, and I don't feel awkward. Um, one thing we remember, like when we first started dating, I thought that your dad would be the one that would be so. And he and the fact that he hugged you I blows see, me away. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like her hug. dad. Her, her dad is like me and him are very similar with order and all that. So. Um, I think that's why we get along. Um, very educated guy, which I like as well. So um, it's it's different. Uh, I I would say my dad was probably the most snarky of everybody, <laughs> but he loves her. He's just, he just he, it's just a different. You know, my mom's real chill, listen, but my dad's more snarky. My dad's more has been more of a wild child than all our parents, though. So he's not snarky in a hateful way, though. It's just. I don't know. He's doing humor. better. He's doing better. He almost said something the other day, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to." You know, like he's <laughs> he's at that point now. Where he's Some like, of "The jokes were funny though." True, were, but even like, now, when he, he came to meet my fa- you came to meet my family for the first time. He said something about looking for ropes. Hanging oh yeah, and stuff. the like, whole we're white, but we're not that kind of white. The Get Out movie because <laughs> um, I went you know to Kansas City, and you know and it was like. Checking to make sure I was fine. Yeah, it's like Possum Road. <laughs> oh, no. They, there's nothing like that at all. I mean, actually, Faith comes from really good background. So, yeah, it's not like backwoods type of thing. And then like that. That's House on the Hill type stuff, really. So... Um, this question is, I mean, obviously I know, but do you talk about your, about race with your significant other? Is that ever uncomfortable for you? You did mention that it's kind of neat now being able to be in the teacher role. Is that ever uncomfortable talking about it? Uh, used to be, used to be, um, one previous relationship I was with, um, she, again, she had mixed kids, but I, I didn't feel like she understood everything entirely. I think, I think this is around the time, um, Colin Kaepernick in that situation that was creating racial tensions uh nowhere near what we have now where you know we seem yeah. to be doing a little bit more but it was kind of <laughs> like an understatement yeah I mean it's, <laughs> honestly it's a good time to be alive if you ask me but um at the time it wasn't as good you know I, that's when I started noticing more racial stuff at the time and I didn't think she fully understood and uh, I remember her like getting upset with me because I basically was just like you white, you don't understand. And it was like, but it was like a diss, though. It was like what she was trying to do was empathize. And, you know, she was crying. It was like, I remember it was like Christmas. I can't think of what year it was. And she just was like upset with me because she's like, you don't think I care, blah, blah, blah. So um, I've matured much since then and understand that, you know, you might not understand, but you can still have empathy. You might not understand by being in my shoes, but you understand love, you understand hate, you understand those type of things. So I would, I haven't done that with you because again, I'm mature from that person I was back then. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, talking about it at first, especially since this is my first real dating experience, was a little awkward because I didn't want to be offensive. I wanted to learn. I'm super curious, but I want to be offensive because I don't know. I know everyone's lines are a little different with what they're willing to talk about. And I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know where those boundaries were, but I wanted to understand you and where you came from and, you know, black culture and these things that I have, haven't been a part of my life up to this point. So it was, I don't know. I don't know if you're really open about things. You're easy to talk to about it. That's why our first date ended up being six hours instead of brunch. Right. (laughs) 
But I don't know. Now, now it's not awkward at all. No, I don't like, find we, it. We make crazy jokes about. I mean, we joke around about. We make light of it. We yeah. we are able to. It helps others because they're like, well, they're not weird about it. So you know, we can. I I think people are afraid of those tough conversations. And me and you, we we make light of that. And then not light like people hating each other, but we we have discussions and we make those little cracks and stuff like that. There's no disrespect to anybody. We 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 know where we stand. Obviously, we love each other, so we're not sitting there, you know. That would never come in between us. I think some of the hardest conversations are the ones where we just... Thankfully, we've learned to agree to disagree, but we just don't see things the same way because of our race and our upbringing. Especially when you first started talking about like Malcolm X, for example, and some of his beliefs about interracial dating. I had issues with that, obviously, because we're in that kind of relationship. I had to look further into it and kind of move past my experiences and see it through other people's eyes. But those conversations were a lot tougher where I'm like, I just don't I'm not on the same page. I mean, I mean, I'm, I can understand how you would see, OK, well, how could you like this guy if he's a totally against that? See, for me, I, I, I can like you or anybody and not totally agree with 100%. every 100 yeah. percent of everything. So me, I learned to carp. Uh, carment- oh my compartmentalize God. yes i, I don't know tired. why i can say that word <laughs> but you're exhausted yeah but i <laughs> i learned to do that so that's what makes me um most objective too because i don't just i don't think you're a terrible person because you believe this unless it's the pedophilia or something like yeah. that you're killing people innocent yeah. people or something like that but if you say Oh, this uh, I believe in this. Uh, I believe in keeping TVs down or something like that. I might think it's crazy, but I, that don't mean our friendship has to end or anything like that. So I I I could totally understand why you go. Well, why would you like somebody who doesn't like interracial dating? Because for me, it was bigger than just that's big, but it was more than just that. So I think you you being able to compartmentalize that stuff to help me. Because then I was able to move past that aspect of some, you know, what he taught, but and go into the rest of it, which is really the most impactful. His view on interracial interracial relationships, in my opinion, is irrelevant. What he did for the black community is a whole. That's what it's about. So it helped me be able to compartmentalize that too. But that was a tougher conversation because I mentally kind of had to move past that block of. I didn't realize it was so tough for you, but it makes sense. I I can totally understand that. It was just somewhere I kind of had to move through that block of, okay, my personal experiences don't matter to the situation. I need to see this from a different perspective. It still matters. It's just. Not really. I I think you learn um, by being around me more and even with yourself. You're just being a little bit more objective yourself because I remember some of your. Some of the things we used to discuss, you were just like, this is what it was. And you and you were fiery about it. But I'm like, well, just kind of see <laughs> well, it. I'm an Aries. So. Well, well, I, but, what I, but giving you credit now and more recently, it's just like you you see it. You might not. We'll, me and you go. We just I just disagree. We don't argue about it. And you can still say, well, I see this. And I go, oh, well, I see. I can see it that way. And you'll say the same thing. So it's not it's, it's not saying that you you believe what they believe. It's just saying, oh, I can kind of see that even though I disagree, you know, yeah. so that's, that's my whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, Hey, I totally get that. I mean, Ali was that way too with that, but it's yeah. just, it's the other things that I focus on. So, and this isn't really anything to do with race, but you did bring it up. And since this is a relationship thing, talking about having conversations or, or even fights sometimes um, to be understood rather than to be right. I think that was probably the biggest change for us. 
is when we had these conversations, or any conversations where we didn't agree, um, to talk to be understood, so we could understand each other. We didn't have to agree with each other, but to at least try to understand from that person's perspective. I think that's focal, a focal point of, you know, relationships is the communication thing. I, I don't know if this coincides with my favorite guy I listen to on podcast, one of my favorite guys. He goes, it's not about uh, being right, it's about getting it right. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, he uses that all that? the time. Colin Cowherd. He's really? yeah, he's right. he's amazing. I've been listening to him for ten plus years, and he always says he's like, it's not about uh, being right; it's about getting it right. Because there's too many people just like talking to each other. I want to be right. I yeah. want to be right. And see, that's the approach I take on life. I might like this is how I feel, but I don't. I don't. I don't need to be right. I don't need you to give me credit. Oh, you were right. Like I don't need that. I just want us to get it right. So. I think that's been, at least for me, the biggest, I don't know, selling point's the wrong word there, but what's helped us be as successful as we are in our relationship, especially for me compared to my past relationships, we always talk to be right. It wasn't me trying to understand where you're coming from and you trying to understand where I'm coming from and this mutual respect. I think a lot of people, they would see their relationships change if they had conversations that way, just trying to get where the other person's coming from. I, I, I've been through that in my younger years. I was always trying to be the right person. Like, I'm right all the time, which is weird because when I started listening to this guy, I was younger and it didn't click into, you know, last few years. But it's just like I was always focused on I want to be right. I was like that with school. I was like that. When it, I, I wanted to be the smartest person in the room. And nowadays I'm OK with not being the smartest person in the room. You know, I might be. I don't know. But I'm I'm OK. My ego doesn't go oh, well, this and that, I need to outdo you. You know, I'm just, my ego's dropped, you know, and it's not because I feel like I just more much more mature. And I think, you know, it's best to listen to you. Tell me what you want, so why not listen, you know, so. Do you think that would, again, not this has nothing to do with relationships per se, but it is back to the race part of it. With everything going on now, with all the different dynamics and views on, of course, George Floyd and the riots versus protests, I mean, it's all the racial tension do you think if people had conversations that way, it would make a difference? It, to try to understand versus trying to be would. right? It would. The only problem is, it's like, when, like, all right, so let's take, for instance, my Facebook timeline. I got Oh, boy. It. I, <laughs> right. My, I, like, if people think theirs is bad, mine's is. I got far right. I got far left. I got everything. And then I just make it even crazy. I listen to podcasts from both sides. People knock me for listening to Rush Limbaugh. Look, he's far right. And then I listen to other people. Like, sometimes Charlemagne from Breakfast Club is far left. Like, I listen to everybody and try to meet everybody in the middle. So, for me, it's hard because everybody wants to be right. They want their side to win. So, they're not going to be able to have these conversations. They're not going to be able to sit down until they, they can come to some matter of not trying to win. And I've changed some people. I made people sit down and listen on my posts and stuff like that. Just you don't have to be disrespectful to nobody to get your point across. Y'all, you're gonna disagree, but at least throw the information out. Cause I see people put stuff, and I go, okay, that's some good information. I disagree with this part of it, but it's some good information. I only problem is you're just not gonna get certain people to do that. A lot yeah. of people, <laughs> it's a lot of people is just not doing that. What's sad is I think a lot of people have the same intentions and just don't realize it because of the wording yeah they're so stuck on like i hate bringing this up because there's so much tension over it, but like the all all lives matter when people say black lives matter i'm putting the whole organization thing aside because i know there's some views on people thinking that's black supremacy i don't buy into that 
But just the wording alone, when someone says Black Lives Matter, they literally, I mean, Black Lives Matter, too. They, they matter. I and mean, people are like, all lives. I think we're all agreeing here that everybody should be equal and have the same thing. It's just hung up on hung up on the wording and hung I, up on I, wanting to be some people just want to be contrarian I yeah really, some I, people just want to be awesome, I, it's, but, a, it's just a ton but of I people know a lot of people at least on my side i don't myself white people that when they're saying all lives matter yes they're being inconsiderate and insensitive but i don't think they mean to i think they're trying to s- preach equality too they just are doing it wrong I, it's, it's uh as i've said on my podcast and on my post it just it negates what we're discussing. Yes. It's a deflection. Yeah. And um, I get it. I mean, yes, uh, it's, of course, all lives matter. It's just. I think if they would, the all lives matter people would look at it from the other perspective, they would understand that it is the same goal and they need to look at it from an outside perspective and understand a little more. I think people feel that just because they're not, and I agree with you, I think people feel just because they're not these ways and holding people back that they feel like that that's not real yeah they feel like that just because they're not like that and you know we can you well know, i've I, never seen anyone be racist so yeah i mean i can bring true. a whole bunch of black guys in a room and we can all give you a story where it was just pure racism and hate yeah. put into that and, and people are still like oh they're making it up we're not making it up just because i mean i've talked to people who, who said they they grew up where households like that they're my age and stuff like that it's I just think if you're willing to really listen and hear and learn something, you are. If you're not, then that's when you go, all lives matter, this and that, and this and that. And then these generalizations that because we feel this way, that that means we don't feel this way. It's like um, we t- discussed with the police. A lot of people think, well, if you think that you need to change the bad police, that means you hate all police. That's That's bad. Like, that's not... That's not real. Well, it's kind of like the post that you shared a little earlier on Facebook that just for discussion about does it make you less black if you're with a white significant other? It's kind of the same thing. Which I've heard. Like as a, my opinion here, I think it's our opinion. Obviously, you're not less of a black man because you're with a white woman, but you can support your black community because I also support you and the community. So it doesn't have to be one of, two things can be true. You say it all the time. Yes, you are a black man. You support your community. You're very, very active with it. But I can still but you love can still my love woman. A white woman. What? Don't even say. It. I can still love my woman who just happens to be white. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's. I don't know where we get that, but see, that's a. That's kind of like the. This. There's that hardcore racist white, and then there's the pro hardcore black where they feel like they're the dominant. We have that too. So then that's when people generalize, oh, Black Lives Matter is just that. No, most of Black Lives Matter is not that. Uh, It's just some radical on that side, just like it is on the other side. So we can't all generalize that. Yeah, I mean, these are interesting discussions. That's why I say it's the time to be alive, because we actually, people are discussing this, like having real conversations. And yeah, I can understand what I've been seeing uh, lately is, Interracial couples are dealing with, um, they're stuck in the middle. They have kids together. And so I see like they're attacking mixed, mixed kids. And that yeah. that saddens me, honestly. I don't have, you know, we won't be having any kids or anything like that. We, our kid, your kids are fully white. My kid is fully black, but we're all going to be a collective family. But in the same token, like 
I mean, I can only imagine how, if we had a kid, how that would go over. Because it just seemed like those kids are kidding. Oh, you're not fully black, and then you're not looked at as white. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's weird. So I think on a small level, it's definitely different because we won't have mixed kids. But having a mixed family like that, people assume we're on one side or the other of it. Or just make generalizations. Especially some of the... I don't know. Don't really. I haven't seen it as much in like Rockford, for example, but definitely in the smaller towns with some of the comments and looks, especially with the attention being brought to racial issues right now. It's the first time in my life I've ever been that I know of that I've been judged for my race or yours. Some of the names I've been called for being with you. I'm like, what? It's. I didn't even know that was still a thing. I didn't realize people still felt that way. I mean, it felt like 1962, huh? Right? It just was like, like weird. Like, they, I mean. Like you're you, just with them because, you know, he's got the big, I'm like, oh, shut And that's up. like a, the craziest stereotype because I hear, you know, when I work at the bar and just to make those assumptions. And, I mean, it's all just, sometimes, I mean, most of the time it's pretty funny to me because it's like, man, y'all just make these crazy assumptions because, Somebody, some ignorant fool in your family told you something instead of actually getting some legit information on something. Like, and it's just, and then one of the biggest problems is too much affirmation. And uh, like me and you, we come from two different sides of the track, just two different worlds, and and our minds collect could collectively uh, con- connect. And too many people are just uh, they too concerned about what their neighbors saying or friends mm-hmm. for a long time and. And that's not growth to me. It's just you you got the same amount of the same type of people around you all the time. You don't have nobody push it back. I've been into it with my friends about different things and we just keep rolling. We just yeah. keep rolling. You know, and that's just what it is. You don't want a whole bunch of people agreeing with you. You're not growing. Yeah. So Well, since you brought up kids, um, how has being in an interracial relationship affected your views on parenting or affected the kids even? I know I have a different perspective on this. I'll let you go first so I can fully understand this one. So, okay, a couple things on mine. Well, with the parenting, I mean, like I said, we've grown up in predominantly white neighborhoods for the most part, or white cities. So my kids, while they've been around other ethnicities, not not a lot of it, not a lot of exposure there. Um, So them being able to ask you questions has been really cool because they have a lot of things that they're also curious about. Or misconceptions that they've had. Um, especially with all this being brought up in the news. And what they're hearing from the other parents' house. Um, it's it's opening their eyes. So it's been... I don't know. A, a balancing act. Trying to teach them what's correct. I mean, I always have anyway. We're not racist. But I mean, as far as what you can and can't say. Right. Especially with my nine-year-old. Because, whoo, Stuff that comes out of that boy's mouth all the time is interesting. But kind of bal- that balance between teaching them what's right and not putting down other people in their life who may not agree with me, but then encouraging them to talk to you and get your perspective. Um, I have not had them talk to your son. I actually specifically told them not to talk about issues with your son yet because they're so young and they don't know. They don't know. They're they're all pretty innocent, thankfully, still, including your son. They're, they're more, uh, your kids are more curious because um, they've had the less exposure. Uh, as far as my son probably remembers, uh, I've dated outside of my race. Yeah. So he's seen me date. I mean, me and his mom split when he was four. So since I've pretty much been doing that, it's since me and her split. 
So for him, he has it's not really outside. You're not for him. It wasn't anything different that you were white because he has seen me with other white yeah. women and he's seen me with black women before. And he obviously knew I dated black women with his mom. Yeah. So for him, there's really no curiosity. And for me, I, I, I would say I probably um, shield my son a little bit more from the world than you do yours. I, I give you more kudos to that. I'm working on that myself because, I mean, he had no clue until I talked to him last week about it. And I knew it was time, but he had no clue. It's different with my kids, too, especially with the race situation, because it doesn't affect them. As far as... I, that's something that really opened my eyes when we started talking about parenting. When you told me that you were going to have to tell Deshaun... Oh, sorry, your son, about... The issues he's going to face that my kids won't because they're white. And that broke my heart. But it's also going to be something that we have to learn to, or I'm going to have to learn, I guess, to adapt to as we get closer and eventually get married and and live together as, you know, his stepmom, knowing how to, like, I I don't know how to word that. It's not something I've had to consider because it's not something I have to tell my son about because he doesn't, as a white boy, going to be a white man, he doesn't have to be cautious about how he appears or how he speaks to people or where he goes well i don't i want my son to still have his create you know i I always still have my um i I didn't really conform i just was respectful i still wore the things i wore you know nothing disrespectful my grandfather didn't allow your pants to end down my mom didn't allow your pants to end down so that that's not a culture thing that's just the idiotic thing that's just uh, my family was more no i wore fitted hats that could be just as thuggish i wore a t-shirt that could be just as thuggish but that was just our style as kids so for my son, I want him to still be who he is. I just want him to be more aware. It's hard for me to, for some, growing up for me, it was just automatic. This is just what we knew. World's changed a little bit. So it's hard for me to discuss these things. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the kids, it, it will be different. Um, I think the world's going to continue to be a little bit, you know, I I think it'll improve, especially after now. So how do you think that might affect the kids when we are like an actual family, like married? How do you think it's going to affect them growing up being like your son's all black and my kids are all white? Do you think that they're going to get pushed back from friends, people at school? They'll hear some things. They'll hear some things just because especially with um, you being in a small town um, with the other parent and just because I just feel like some of that culture but he'll hear the same thing um, just because he'll be predominantly, my son will be predominantly around more black people and it might be some ignorant black folks saying certain things that he'll hear. But I think, um, it'll honestly, I think it'll make them all well-rounded because it'll be something they've known since they were kids and they'll be able to relate to all sides and understand all sides just because their life's a little different. I mean, he's gonna they're going to wake up um, after we're married and... and He's going to have a white brother and sister and they're going to have a black brother and it's going to be like legal, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just going to be, it's going to be, I just think they'll be all well-rounded and, 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 and it's just certain things are going to happen and we're going to have to be patient and, and, um, we're going to have to be calm. We can't, yeah. when certain things are said and this and that, we've got to understand that the world is what the world is, but in our house, these are the rules and that's what it is. So it's just I I think that I think that it's all gonna be beneficial to them to be 
so well rounded. I think so. Just because they'll understand, there'll be there'll be empathy because we all love each other, and it's gonna be like, you know, you don't want nobody saying nothing derogatory. He's not gonna Deshaun's not gonna sit there. I said his name again. He wouldn't <laughs> allow somebody to say something calling you know your son racist or something like that and and vice versa my, yeah mine definitely wouldn't. definitely exactly that's what i'm saying so it's just it's just that type of situation when it comes to the kids i think the kids would be fine honestly I, I i i really think the kids are all smart enough to understand yeah we do have some really bright kids and really empathetic for the most part too. yeah my son if he likes you, he's learning empathy. I think, but... I, honestly, I think I think your son has a lot more questions than all of them, and yeah. he and he he when he talks to me, he speaks to me, and he wants information, he wants understanding, and he you know, it's just certain things he does that I find really intriguing, and so. You know, I understand. We discuss the other part of hearing certain things from the other side, but yeah. I think he'll be fine. I don't think I don't think it'll be a big deal because he'll see who's treating his mom right and this and that, and he'll understand that that ha- person has to have the best interest for him in general. So that's one thing I do like about um, even though my kids haven't really been exposed to anything outside of their little world for the most part up till now, they've not been taught to hate either. So he has, especially my son. I think it's more important to him as you know, from a boy to a man, he respects you as a person like he doesn't disrespect or dislike someone right off the bat just because it's something new right so i think it'll be an interesting dynamic for sure it's just i don't know it's gonna be gonna be interesting i like that our parenting styles are similar though i think that'll help a lot i think that's the only way it really would work um one of the issues i had in the past was terrible like ideology with parenting and i just think kids have to have a certain level of discipline and responsibility and stuff like that. And it's not going to work if they don't, you know, me and you, we come from, you know, you know, backgrounds where there was some, you know, strictness and things like that. So we, we understand that with our kids. We were probably a little bit more lax than our parents was, but you know, we, we, we working towards that, you know, I don't know if it's really lax or just different styles of communication. Cause we still have a lot of the same rules. Yeah. We just definitely more openly communicate with our kids. Like, at least what I, I assume yours was the same. My family was like, if dad said to do something, you do it. You don't question it. There is no conversation. You do it now. As I got older, I was able to do that. But in the early years, yes, my mom shut that down. It was like, this is the rules of the house, and that's what it is. Um, I think um, the one thing I like specifically is um, responsibility level for my son. I, I don't give him nearly as much responsibility as I have. I mean, his age... I was helping with my little brothers. And, yeah, you know, I was, uh, you know, yeah, you discussed yeah. that with me. It was just like, I mean, he doesn't even have a key to the house. I had a key to the house since I was like eight, you know, yeah. so it's just like the difference in that. And I don't want to say I'm failing him, but I, I, I'm working on increasing his his workload daily, so... Yeah, he was. He was like, oh, "I'm gonna take the trash out tonight." <laughs> or oh, down. I beat him to it because I had to go oh. get it from the um, corner. He, he was letting me know he was doing that. It was cute. <laughs> oh, he took the box of pizza out. I just thought He's about like, that. He's like, "I got, I gotta take the trash out." Oh, okay. <laughs> I was surprised he did that instead of just leaving it on the table. Hey, it's progress. Definitely. Well, yeah, that was that was pretty much. I don't know, pretty all. 
all the questions for today. I just really wanted to address that since people are starting to talk about race a lot more openly, especially in the media, and kind of look at our perspectives on it, especially when it comes to relationships. And so I, before we leave, I just have to ask you a question off, off oh, the top absolutely. of the head. So you, are you, when you, when people ask you about, um, our relationship, um, it seems to be some curiosity. I know it's a little taboo for some, uh, how are you responding? Or like, what, what is your response? You know, are you just, you know, it's essentially the same as anything, just different color. I don't know what, what, what's your response? Well, it depends on the question. What, I don't know if I fully understand um, I'm just trying to figure out here. Just, I get a lot of different questions actually from pretty much most everyone I know, especially it's mostly women, have never been in a relationship like ours, so they're extremely curious. Of course, the thing about black guys being big, I get that question a lot. <laughs> I was like, nope, tiny, itty bitty. Don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely not. If a dude says that I'm usually a smart aleck, I'm like, yep, you know me. Very better. <laughs> Do you get any, like, in-depth questions outside of, like, the physical stuff, like, you know? Um, I'll, When it, we first started dating, especially when I met, not first started dating, but first started getting really serious when I started meeting your family and all that, they asked what your family thought of you dating a white woman, um, what that was like being the only white person. Um, oh, the, that that the was whole, actually new for me. Yeah, the, the whole the minority situation. Yeah. We discussed that. Yeah, that was. I mean, your family made me feel so welcome. It just didn't even. It didn't even matter. It didn't even register. Like I didn't realize I was the only white person until they said something. But you got later. both ends, though. You got you got. Yeah, we had interesting experiences. Yeah, like you that. you got my <laughs> my the family that's like more positive, and then you got a a, a little piece. Of some of my other family who's a little bit more ignorant, I can say. I don't know if most of that was racially motivated. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't racially motivated at all. I don't believe. I don't think I heard anything like that. But you saw some curiosity there for sure, because I stood out like a sore thumb. But (laughs) true, true. But that it's hard to say because that part of my family is very ignorant, and I just you know I don't really, I disregard them. They don't really matter to me. But the, my mom's side, the people that you like, are, they they matter to me. They've I mean, been I like very, your dad and your stepmom. Well, yeah, like, your family down there. But, but you understand my dad and stepmom don't mess with them people neither. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. The first first experience was Thanksgiving with with your mom's side of the family, and that was incredible. Like seriously, amazing people. But yeah, I got questions about that, about how your family thought about it, about the kids, how they're reacting to it. Um, at first, they were really shocked that we weren't even, like, really introducing the kids to each other. Or oh, yeah. Them. We yeah. waited. Like, what was it? We were going to wait longer, your, but I think it was five or your, six months. Me and your son discussed that, too, by the way, when we went to the park the other day. And he was like, he didn't even, you did so well with that. He was like, he didn't even know. He just thought you was out with some friend. He didn't even know you were, like, dating and nothing yeah. like that. But yeah, and then he ratted on me. Well, the reason I didn't want him to know had nothing to just so work. No, that was here. fine. That it was fine. It had nothing fine. to do with race. It was, um, I had some really ugly relationships after my divorce where I did introduce the kids and it was disastrous. Like one of them was abusive and a drug addict and I didn't know. And he was amazing to the kids. And then I had to explain that he hurt me. And so that's why we couldn't talk to him anymore. And so, yeah, that was another reason I wanted to wait. 
that and just I don't want I them think, to get attached to someone. Who's no, not I think be you did well, and I think he understood that too. And it, it, I don't think it, it had nothing to do with the color. He just no. like he didn't realize, you know, you know what it was, and it was cool being honest with him because he was like, "You see, you're a good dude." And I said, well, I didn't used to be. And uh, I said, I matured a lot myself. I said, I, um, Deshaun's mom, I keep saying my son's name. But I said, <laughs> I said his mom, um, I didn't treat as well. And he looked like, really? Like, yeah, I can be truthful with the kids. And the kids, you know, looked at me and it was just real interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's most of the questions. I mean, most of it's just, you know, that's how I do respond. Like, it's normal relationship. We got a couple extra considerations that most people don't have that are, you know, all white couples. Just trying to navigate this racial thing. But it's not, it's just it's just a relationship. I guess for me, it don't bother me. Uh, or not me bother, but I'm past the point where I don't really get any questions or anything like that no more. Well, this is new to me. So. Right, right. I mean, I got I got those questions when I first started, you know, interracial dating um, a few years back. I did used to get, I got, well, is they different? You know? Oh, yeah. No, a, lot of, a lot of sexual questions. A lot of things that people have heard that obviously the, most of the time were false. The stereotypes. <laughs> well, there's stuff that you and I heard that we were figuring out. Like, I didn't know that you guys, okay, this, this is another topic. Anywho, <laughs> things that you had heard about white women and yeah, things that I had, I didn't even know were a thing that people said. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, I'm like, it's what? a lot of stuff that's been said. <laughs> definitely. Uh, made me laugh, but yeah, that was, that was most of the questions, but most of the time it's just a, you know, we're just a normal couple that have figured out how to talk to each other and to respect each other and love each other that's it i mean for us we don't even it's that, love languages and communication that's pretty much and communication is like key for us almost took us out i don't think it took us out i just thought we had a rough past there you were going through a lot of stuff i too. wanted to walk away you scared the hell out of me with that one one big only like, big don't fight say we had. that like that no it scared me like i'm not used <laughs> to um I'm not used to yelling. I don't like it. Confrontation. Oh, no, I don't like confrontation at all. And see me, I'm used to confrontation up until her. Like, I'm used to I've the previous relationships screaming back and forth and stuff like that. Actually, the last one before you, we didn't scream back and forth, but it was definitely confrontate. No, we did scream back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought so about like, what it... That, that fight, I thought, was like the end of our relationship. I was heartbroken. I was like, this is like the worst of the worst. I can't believe that... Yeah, you know, this is the worst fight I've ever been in. You're like, what? That's mild. Super mild. I didn't realize that other people had been so loud and vicious with you. Extremely, extremely vicious and um, like really bad. Like you know, never, never physical. It's never been my no, thing. But no, definitely no, no, no. screaming at each other and yelling. Oh, and... I remember that part of it too because I told you I emotionally didn't feel safe and you didn't know what that meant. And thought yeah. I was like physically threatened by you. I'm like, no, no. No, no, I went into the other room. If I didn't think I was I physically don't. safe, I would leave. But, but see, for I'm me, I just never that. been, I didn't understand it. So I didn't want to be, you know, feeling like I was, somebody was scared of me on that. So I'd rather just move around. So I yeah, don't that's think. That's the only time, like, I really thought our communication was breaking down. And we you might realized not make that it. was a long time ago too, right? Yeah, it was, I love what's happened since. Because that, <laughs> like, I don't know, that really spurred the conversations on about our how we communicate and how we understand things and we worked we i think worked it was it out. past the honeymoon part where you know it's just love and everything is straight and then it was like that and then now we could just you know 
We can conversate. If we don't like something, we can discuss it. And there's no... We had a lot of miscommunication before. I think we've learned how to speak each other's language a little better. Definitely not a race thing. That's just a personality thing. No, love love languages. A, check it out. Just couples. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, we got off on a tangent there. Um, uh, thanks for listening to the Better Together podcast. And we're going to work back on some consistency. Um, things got haywire. Um, we're blaming COVID-19, even though that's not it. No, that's not it at all. Sounds like it. For a while, we got a little lazy with it. And then you uh, took a break from your podcast, so I made the assumption and didn't communicate that you didn't want to do this one. So now that we're working that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm back to my podcast, so we're going to keep this one rolling. Um, we're not going to give you uh, days. We're just going to drop them when we drop them. If we feel like discussing, we're going to drop them when we drop them. Yeah. And I feel that's, that's a great idea, honestly. And if anyone, seriously, like we're totally open to suggestions on topics that you guys might want to hear about or that you have opinions on we would love to hear that too so definitely reach out to either or both of us let us know what you want to hear yep works for me all right well i guess you guys have a great i will say week i'd like to have another one in a week or so we'll see um i don't know yeah. whenever you listening <laughs> <laughs>